What You Reading, presented by Quail Ridge Books, Raleigh, North Carolina's trusted community bookstore. This time on What You Reading, we're talking about a collection of essays on fishing edited by David Joy and Eric Rickstad and published by Hub City Press called Gather at the River. It features some amazing authors, including heavy hitters like Ron Rash, Jill McCorkle, and CJ Box. Gather at the River has stories about shark fishing, frog gigging, the pond at Grandpa's house, fly fishing, and more. With stories written by such talented authors, I liken reading this book to sitting around the tackle shop listening to all of the fishing stories, except everyone who comes in has the most eloquent way with words imaginable. Uh, David Joy, in addition to being an extremely talented writer, is from my home state of North Carolina, and I always love highlighting North Carolina authors. And David is joined in this anthology by fellow North Carolina authors Taylor Brown, Ron Rash, Jill McCorkle, Mark Powell, and Leanne Hinion. From swamps to oceans, uh, mountain streams to backyard ponds, and everything in between uh, gets some uh, gets a spotlight in this collection. Since it's a collection of essays, it's easy to read a little bit and then put down, and it also makes for a quick and easy read. Some of the stories are beautifully emotional, some are funny, all of them are relatable. This has been one of my favorites to talk about and recommend since it came out in 2019, um, and if you want to check it out for yourself, go to quailridgebooks.com slash faithandfishing, and you can order it there and on the side of your screen or on the bottom if you're on your phone you'll be able to see the books featured previously on what you're reading other books that i recommend and a list of bibles that i recommend and that are some of my favorites i may even add a list of fishing and or faith related kids books um let me know if you like that idea but please if you want to check this book out use this link instead of going to amazon as someone who works in an independent bookstore, uh, Amazon is always threatening the life of our stores. So, um, so please uh, choose us over them if shipping is your worry. Uh, right now, Quail Ridge Books is an indie bookstore that is offering free shipping on all book orders. So there's no read. Uh, so there's no need to be worried about that. So check it out. As always, the link is in the All Things Faith and Fishing link in the show notes. Scroll down to Quail Ridge Books. Um, or just go to quailridgebooks.com slash faithandfishing. All right, let's take a short break and then get Jen Muse introduced. Whether you're a Ned Rig vet or a finesse fishing noob like me, Jade's Jigs is your source for high-quality finesse jigs that raise the bar by being lead-free. Using a tin bismuth alloy not only makes Jade's Jigs eco-friendly, it also makes the jig lighter so you get the same profile with less weight for the fish to feel. Check out jadesjigs.com. That's J-A-D-E-S-J-I-G-S dot com to see their full lineup of jigs, styles, and colors. And since you're a Faith and Fishing listener, you can save 10% on your order by using promo code FNF10 at checkout. If you've listened to the first episodes of the podcast or listened to me talk about this podcast on other podcasts, you know that I was listening to the Bass Fishing Fishing Dads podcast when my wheels first started turning on the idea that would eventually become Faith and Fishing Podcast. When I first started joining into communities here and there in the fishing world, such as angler, um, I started seeing the uh, I started seeing the same name over and over, and I recognized her name because of Bass Fishing Dads. Um, I saw her posting Bible verses, and eventually said, "It's time. I need to invite her on." And so Jen Muse is going to be joining us. 
Uh, she has been working with and hosting on Bass Fishing Dads for a while now, and she has a lot of awesome stories to tell, so let's get her on the show. Jen, welcome to the show. Hey, nice to meet you, Cam, finally. Absolutely. So to get us started off, kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us who Jen Muse is. Okay, well, uh, I'm Jen Muse. Uh, a lot of people know um, me and my family, or my family and I, as Teen Muse. Um, I am a professional kayak angler out of Nebraska. Um, I call myself a professional because I get paid. Um, um, because I have fished now in some of the biggest tournaments. Um, now I just need to, now I just need to win. <laughs> um, but I've, I've, I've actually gotten to fish, uh, the several, um, years with the kayak bass fishing national championship. Um, I made it there again. I, for 2022, so I'll get to fish that again this year. And in 2021, I fished the, uh, first ever Bass Master Kayak, um, fishing event down, um, down in Texas. Um, so I, I, I just got a motor this year, so I hope to fish a lot of these events and hopefully finally I can place in something and, and, and actually, you know, run around with that title um absolutely i would i would love that for sure i'm a bass i'm a bass angler um i typically target largemouth bass but man i'm a sucker for crappie fishing and oh geez i i, I mean if i'm fishing i'm happy I, I if i lived closer to salt i'd fish with salt oh yeah um, for sure yeah i mean I, I totally would i hopefully once my kids get bigger i hop in a motor home and sell my place here in Nebraska and just, just, just fish it off. Teresa, <laughs> I work, um, I own my own business, um, as a social media marketer. Um, I also have a podcast like you. Um, so hopefully one day, um, you know, I already, hopefully I can, I can make it in the, in the big leagues with the big dogs and, and, and be one of the, the world's, you know, best kayak anglers. Awesome. So let's, uh, let's talk about that podcast for a second. So that's, that's where sure. I, I know you from, but, um, kind of introduce right. your podcast to the listeners. Um, so, uh, right now we're kind of under some construction right now because we are, we are making some changes this year. 2022 uh, is going to be a lot of change. Uh, Gina is no longer with the podcast, um, and so Rich is also now a police officer, and he works a lot. So it kind of has, um, oh, geez, put a lot of pressure to get those episodes out. Um, but we um, we are the Bass Fishing Dads. Uh, we try to air, oh, now it's just two times uh, a month, um, but we've had some fantastic guests, uh, Bill Dance, Hank Parker, we just actually had Hank not too long ago, some of the Bassmaster Elites, and we had regular guests. I mean, that's how I got the job. I was asked to go, you know, on the podcast as a guest, just like I am doing today with yours, and somehow I started doing their marketing, and, you know, um, we made a good go. We we had, I think, about 300,000 downloads, and I hope to turn that into something bigger if I can find the time. Um <laughs> But, you know, it's like you, you and I, we both have kids and, and I want to fish and I, and I work and, um, 
even just these hour, you know, an hour out of your evening and and it, it, it takes a lot of, it consumes a lot of your time because then, you know, we have to edit these things. Rich does all of our editing. I mean, it gets crazy, but, um, we've actually gone to, um, iCast and met one another and because they're out of Florida. So that was epic. That was absolutely epic. It went from me being on the podcast to me, um, then hosting the podcast. I don't know how it got so crazy like that, but it did. <laughs> um, tons of fun though. Uh, I love both those guys. Um, hopefully we make it into something. I know Rich wants to do a little bit more with it and we got a few things to update. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough, you gotta, you gotta put the work into it. Um, but we sure love to do the podcast and we've had some freaking awesome guests and those, those episodes will be out there for everybody to enjoy from tips to funnies. And we are funny. We get together and we are funny, um, together. I don't know why it's kind of a cool dynamic, but, um, those episodes are still out there for everybody to enjoy. You just have to ask. I don't know. Google can play you the latest episode of the Bass Fishing Dads, and you've had some really cool guests on there. So, absolutely, yeah. And uh, my listeners are familiar with y'all because I credit uh, the Bass Fishing Dads uh, as the as the podcast that I was listening to whenever I kind of got this idea, and then again whenever I was guilted into it. So, um, oh, I love that. We just bumps. I love it. So it was actually I. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember where along the lines um, you ended up as a as a host. Um, so I, I don't did. Remember, I don't know how that um, happened. It just got crazy. <laughs> I don't remember which guests uh, you were a host for and which ones you were not, but uh, right. so Chad Hoover was on and he, he briefly mentioned his faith, like that he wanted in the, right. in the upcoming year, he, his plan was to really work on his faith and to, um, to live for God more. And I thought, you know, that would be a cool, uh, that would be a cool podcast to bring fishermen on and talk about their faith. And, um, and then oh, it was man. another, and- uh, it was another, um, influencer that you had on or um uh fisherman and maybe you can remember i'm not entirely certain who it was but they said if there was um content out there that you wanted to see or hear or experience and you can't find it it's on you to make it um that's right and that was that was whenever i got guilted into doing this You know, maybe I was saying maybe it was Cody Prather, but it might not have been. I, you know, we've had some really faithful people come on the show. Cody was one of them. He would Absolutely. be an excellent guest for you to have on your show if you haven't had him already. I have. Um, um, yeah, I he, love Cody. He's, he's superb, awesome. Man. I love that guy. Like, he just wants you to be more faithful. Like, he just, you can be around him and you just feel more faithful with Cody around. Cody's yeah, a good dude. Absolutely. I feel like every time I'm listening to the Bass Fishing Dads, I'm writing down like potential guest this guy. <laughs> <Right? laughs> You're like, if they can do it, absolutely. I mean, I still this is this is where we're at now. I can't give it up. I absolutely do love it. I'm I don't want to keep it faithful. I want to keep it fa- fishing and family. Just because that's where it all started for even for you, even for me. I mean I'm, I I did this with my family, which is what got it into me. You know, you know, this is what how I got into it as a little girl. Um, because I had an uncle, you know, my mom's brother-in-laws took me fishing. Um, we went out to the lake. We lived out at the lake all summer long. I mean, it's a wonder I don't have skin cancer all over and (laughs) failing skin. I lived out there. We did not use sunblock. We were on the water 24 seven and we, 
We played, we skied, we fished. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was the life. I, I think back that uh, how it was when we were kids or when I was a child and just had it made. I had a lot less worries. I didn't think about any of this crazy stuff that's going on in the world. You know, we were still Absolutely. going to Sunday school and it was still great. You know, you didn't have to worry about much. For sure. So what was it that took you from that uh, that level of fishing to deciding that you were going to uh, travel around, uh, going after tournaments, fishing oh tournaments, gosh. thinking that you were question. wanting to um, to turn this into a career? So I'm, I've told the story a time or two. So, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave it just right where it's at. We had, uh, it was Father's Day. My husband and I um, have been together since I was... Let's see. It was the summer of my ninth grade. So I was like 15 years old when I met my husband. That's awesome. Um, we, he fished as well. His, his family were farmers. He lived about uh, 30 minutes away from me. His family were farmers. So when they would farm, he was kind of younger than the brothers. So instead of, you know, doing all the farming, he went while they were working and fished in the creek <laughs> behind there. Uh, behind their property. So he was fishing for, you know, catfish and all those kinds of fish while I was out at the lake fishing for crappie and white bass and walleye and whatever, you know, my uncles would, you know, rig us up for. And we just took off. I mean, that turned into traveling around little parks and me going by myself, riding my bike all the way down. I mean, I was a pretty gutsy kid. I think about it. I would never let my kids go down that far. <laughs> Um, but my mom, you know, she was pretty trusting. You know, I, I must gotten hungry and would be back. I mean, that's the good old days when the streetlights were your, you know, key to your cue to get home. And, <laughs> yeah. but I did, I, eventually I would run into, um, we, well, it was one Father's Day and I ended up getting my husband. There was a new, uh, store in town, uh, where my sister lived and they had this buy one, get one. And so, of course, you can't, like, I mean, it was Father's Day, but I don't, I mean, we had a paddle boat before that, and we always shared, but we got too big, so I was like, <laughs> what do I get, what do I get him for Father's Day? And I ended up coming home with two kayaks strapped to the top of my car, because that's all I had at the time. I would go on to, um, we would, oh man, it just, it just upped our game. Like, we were, not only were we separate, but we were catching monster fish, okay? Like even in these really plasticky toy-like boats, we just realized this is really what we came here for. I don't know what happened there. Um, I started to kind of, um, well, every time we'd go out to the lake, we, you know, we were the only kayakers out there. There wasn't really many kayakers back then. Um, and a gentleman would come up to us while we were out there in a kayak and introduce us, introduce himself as Kayak Jack. Um, he was a local and, um, um, kind of of the area, not really the media area, but the surrounding area. And he, um, he was a super faithful guy. Um, he actually had started talking and he had ran his own guide service but did start talking to us. He's like, do you, do you know that there's these tournaments out there? And I run this tournament called Kayakapalooza. And I mean, that was just it. It was just, it was crazy from that day forward. I really didn't even have a smartphone 
I didn't have any of the tools and my husband would buy me a, a smartphone, a smartphone, um, that following mother's day. And I would learn, I would just go all in and learn how to eventually I got my husband a smartphone after he got me one and we just started looking and it was like this whole new world existed behind the scenes. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, there was tournaments, there were things that you could win. There was money involved. Um, would it cost you? Uh, yeah. Like it, this was a lifestyle change for us. Like it wasn't just, it wasn't just something that we would start off playing around, but I would start also start to grow my platforms and I would start to, um, network and I would start to meet people and I would start to take the skills that I had. Um, and I had done some, uh, photography. I had also, um, done some graphics work within that photography. So one day, I don't know what really possessed me. I'd actually gotten some hooks from a gentleman. They were really peculiar. Like they had a certain bend to them and they were, they were fantastic. And I just told myself one day, I was like, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to work for that company. Like I want to work, but I can, I realized they were expensive. And I was like, all this stuff was so expensive. Like where I was stay home mom, where was I going to come up with all of this money? You know, so I just kind of, um, I worked a few part-time jobs while the kids, um, were little because I wanted to, you know, raise them and I wanted to be their mother. Um, but I volunteered. I didn't, um, I took them to the library, the local library. And I keep my skills really sharp by, you know, helping them out. And, and, um, that kind of led me to wanting to, you know, realizing that I, I had a skill set. Um, not only with graphics, but with marketing. And I started to grow our platforms and started to reach out to sponsors and started to fish with different products. And I learned, I, I got rods and reels and tested product. And um, I worked for paddles and worked for life vests. I mean, you have no idea. I mean, I worked my butt off. And I just kept telling myself, you know, never to stop, keep keep trying and keep trying and we would go on to get some sponsors and um, they would help pay for some of our tournaments and some of the fees that we would, you know, um, incur while we were out on these, um, you know, we'd go to Texas and, um, oh my gosh, Alabama was so beautiful. Oh my goodness, Cam, Alabama was beautiful. <laughs> um, they had, they had, they had, they had, lily pads this bigger than beach balls like it was amazing there amazing fields like so many if you did not have electronics you would have been lost completely lost i lost the biggest fish of my life on that tournament day the biggest fish of my life i saw it come out of the water right by my boat i lost it on a craw a craw i was fishing a, a weightless craw because i it was bring, It was early in the morning. There was fog. It was amazing. Like if I could go back and just redo that a couple more times, that was great. <laughs> it rained <laughs> on us, and it was it was it was beautiful. I, I cannot tell you that was in October. Then oh. we'd go down to um, uh, um, the Bassmaster. Um, I didn't do that well. My husband ended up flipping over. He almost lost his life in a river. It was incredibly crazy, um, but. I was still one of the first ever to fish at the first ever kayak, um, Bassmaster 
tournament ever. So I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I mean, everybody wants to get across that stage. I don't care who you are. We oh, got yeah. to walk across the oh, stage. Yeah, absolutely. We were down there on the stage. We were screaming. It was incredible. And of course we've been to enough iCast and other things and we've had people on the, on the podcast. So they recognize me. They know who we are. So yeah, I was absolutely. more excited to see everybody and be like, is, I mean, iCast and, and all those goodies and, and going to the classic that that's, that's going to be your next goal is to get to go to some of those events and meet some of these people you have on your podcast. Oh and yeah, absolutely. I, so, um, I was going to, uh, so this weekend actually is the, uh, fishing expo here in Raleigh. I heard I, my and, friend's going, I heard um, about it and I was planning on it and, uh, the COVID numbers right now in Raleigh are ridiculous. Oh, it's bad um, everywhere. And I, My and whole I, entire Facebook feed, everybody has COVID. I'm not even exaggerating. That's really a fact. Yeah, it is and, insane. The world is on fire with COVID. I'm, I mean, wash your hands, folks. There's no way out of this. At this point, everybody has freaking COVID. Yeah, so um, I decided that the responsible thing was until Henry is able to have a vaccine um, available to him, to yeah, uh, to avoid those kinds of crowds, um, and uh, no offense to my listeners, but specifically that demographic, um, I knew you know <laughs> these people aren't going to be wearing masks. These people aren't going to be vaccinated. These people, like, there's going to be a big chunk of them that doesn't believe COVID exists. Um, right, so, <laughs> that's right. Um, well, and but, and I try really hard. I'm I'm with you. I'm not. You know, I'm I wasn't a big flu shot person either. So. I'm sure that there's people that are, are going to disagree with my theory, but I also don't work out in the public, right? right. I work at home. Um, my kids are in the public enough. So if I'm, you know, we, we've already gone through COVID in our home. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that, um, I do believe that in it, uh, you know, my mom, my mom has to have, you know, some sort of protection because she would not, she would not do well if she got COVID. So right. it's kind of a two way street. I, 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 I don't, um, if you want that shot, that is totally up to you. If you don't, I think that that's your choice as well. You know, yeah, for um, sure. There's and a lot of stuff that goes on. I just, I, I hope the good Lord's going to protect me, and you know, um, I, I really, I have to go with that because that's what I believe. So, um, yeah, and I just I, decided that you know there will be other fishing expos. There will never there will be, be another Henry. So yeah, that's right. Gotta, and that, that's, that's what, absolutely true. What I feel 100%. is right to protect my family. So. That's right. Um, that was that was uh, the reason I'm not going to be doing that. But um, but yeah, I wanted to go back. Uh, you said um, you lost the biggest fish of your life, and I did. Um, my uh, my father in law isn't always the most um, optimistic person right. in the world. <laughs> uh, but one thing he's told me I thought was re- very profound, and um, we've been fishing together once. Um, and I caught a we were fishing with live bait with shiners and. I nice. caught a, a bass that was probably seven or eight pounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I yelled out, that's the biggest bass of my life. And he very calmly looked at me and said, well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> that's right. And you better hope this stinking heck that he's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's um, right. So I want to encourage you. You did not lose the biggest bass of your life. I know, right? That we know oh, of. Man. Uh, um, nothing but, ever feels good when you see that. I mean, I remember and it's, it was all about COVID. The school was trying to call me to tell me that school was canceled for COVID. 
And I was, I tried to, I'm like, I was fishing. I tried to answer the phone and it was my husband asking me if they made the same phone call to him. Cause you know, we're all on the, the, the same, when the school message comes, it's everybody gets the call. And so he's calling me to make sure. And I'm trying to hang up cause I know what it is. And yeah, that's when I, I kind of jerked my, I had tossed it right on the edge of the lily pad. And I was just going to drag it off just a little bit. And sure enough, that fish was just there to smoke it. But I was busy trying to answer this stupid <laughs> phone. <laughs> Darn it. Oh, that's, You're right. Hopefully, that's I catch awesome. you. Uh, I've seen some monster fish. I mean, I am I am Jonesons for some fish right now because we are we're frozen right now. Can yeah. it's cold here <laughs> in Nebraska. And it's not safe enough to go out on. So, heck, I'm Jonesin. We're going to go to the hot water uh, treatments plant this weekend though that'll get that'll that'll cut the edge that'll be awesome so there's some big honkers there so so i am um i'm gonna be uh fishing some tournaments this year this is gonna be the first time i'm participating in in in-person tournaments um right i I fished in uh, a couple online charity tournaments but this is this will be the first time you know i'm i'm fishing for money and i'm i'm gonna be in person do you know what ter- which tournaments you're fishing, or do you know what you're going to sign up? Are you doing any of the – what is it? Is that, that's called the Queen City or Kayak City. What, um, are, those tra- so what are those trails called? There's Queen Queen City. I, I'm going to be um, – the uh, it's the CCKF, I think it is. Yes, the Central I heard that's kayak, coming up too. Central Carolina Kayak Fishing. Yes. Um, yeah, um, they have they have more of the, the local stuff to me, so those are going to be the ones that I'm – going out uh to to fish a few of but for someone like me who is fishing their first uh first tournament um in person that you uh you know you've you've had many what kind of tips do you have for a newbie like me Ooh, there's a lot i mean maybe you know what i feel like sometimes i feel like if you'll do your homework and and kind of stick with what you know best and fish the areas that look most like what you're comfortable with, I think you'll do well. Um, we would get caught up. I feel like because I fish more with my husband and we fish two different styles, we almost get, you know, we almost fished. It almost gets like uh, to be an issue because. He fish. He wants to fish one way, and I want to fish another way. So sometimes we have to split up and go just do our own thing, um, because I'm kind of a backwaters girl. Like I want to go to the backwaters and I want to see what's out there. Um, I also know that my strengths aren't necessarily in the deeper water. Like my strengths are going to come off, but it's getting better because I have I have electronics now, right? Um, so I pay I pay a lot more attention to my electronics, and I'd like to upgrade my electronics so I can see the contours a little better. Um, but for a newbie like you, my goodness, <sighs> get out there with a freaking search bait and you fish your butt off and you locate those fish. You never leave fish uh, to go find fish. Um, but I mean, if you go in with the search bait early in the morning, you know, most of these hermits start off in the morning and you're, you, you can use a, I mean, believe it or not, even this time of year, a buzz bait works just fine. And if you're not catching them, sometimes fish faster. And believe it or not, those are some of the tips that, you know, have caught me. Uh, 
you know, more big fish. Sometimes I, I'll fish something incredibly different than anybody else, like a completely weightless fluke or a Texas rig, um, you know, Cinco. I mean, as soon as you, I also take more than one rod. Let's say you miss your, your, you, let's say you miss your fish on the buzz bait. You miss it. You know, it's there. Fish usually stay in about three foot, uh, a three foot radius. Go, th- you know, grab your, grab your finesse rod and, and throw your wacky rig right, right behind there. And that fish nine times out of 10 will come back and get it. Also, I, I, I hate to tell you, but the fish don't leave and go other places. I feel like they're still there. And I think that you can get a fish to bite again in 30 to 45 minutes. I want you to chew on that little piece of goodie. <laughs> I believe right. that wholeheartedly. Awesome. All right. So let's mm-hmm. jump into the faith side of things. You've mentioned it a sure. little bit already, um, but uh, kind of tell us your faith story. What is it that you believe and how was it that you came to uh, came to believe that? Um, well, you know, I was born a Christian woman. Um, I attended um, Sunday school. Um, I used to go to Wednesday night church. Um, and when they quit that, I, you know, I found another, um, another church to, to go with that was a uh, Christian as well. Um, geez, where do I start? You know, um, I've always been a faithful person. Um, as are both my parents. Um, I feel like, um, I started to lean more on the good Lord as I was, um, kind of a teenager. Um, my mom was sick a lot and I, I, I realized that she needed a lot more than, you know, um, and prayer was kind of my, um, that was kind of the hope that I had that she would always get better. She's doing good now and she feels good now, but, um, I feel like I became more faithful, um, as my mom struggled through, um, you know, depression and, and sadness. And I think that, um, we all leaned on, on the good Lord more when she was just not well. And as I would get older, I think I just intertwined fishing and I started to read some scripture about, you know, um, the good Lord making us fishermen of men. And I finally just decided that I felt like instead of searching, you know, what, what my purpose was, I felt like I was, um, living that lifestyle and trying to be closer with the good Lord and trying to, you know, um, live a lifestyle, um, that, you know, in the end he'd be proud of. So, um, I'm not sure, um, why or, I feel like that faith has just always been um, a part, a, a, a big part of who I am emotionally, spiritually. Just um, maybe more so that you know I needed the good Lord in my life to maintain, you know, um, just a, a healthier lifestyle for myself, for my family. Absolutely. And how, how is your faith translated to uh, your time on the water? 
you know what? I feel like that's when I'm most, uh, that's when I'm closest to God when I'm out there. I think his creation is so beautiful. You know, um, it's so peaceful. All the noise is drowned, drowned it out. And I feel like that's kind of why you and I are out there doing it. I, I do. I feel like, um, there's no better place to see all that magic. Um, especially when all the noise is, is removed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, almost is for me. I, I, I have to be out there. I have to. It's where I feel most at peace and where I feel like I'm, you know, um, being my best self. Um, I know that sounds kind of crazy. And, and I feel like in this industry and in this lifestyle that we live, I feel like you have, you almost have to be obsessed. And why not, you know, um, especially where, you know, um, it, it just seems like the right place to practice when you're, when you're out there on the water. I mean, it is, it is one of the, the most amazing places for me personally, um, to be even, especially, gosh, I can't even reiterate that from my mental health <laughs> and I'm a pretty, <laughs> I feel like I'm a pretty straight shooter, but I, I really need to be out there. I do enjoy it. This, even this cold is kind of, man, let's go fishing. I'm ready. Absolutely. I'm ready to get it back out there. And you see some of the most beautiful things like, Kim, we have seen some amazing sunsets. We've seen amazing things and that just can't happen. Um, you know, I feel like God's responsible for all of that. I don't know. I mean, I just, it's one of the, it's one of the perks, I think, of being a fisherman. Um, Absolutely. And that's the best part. It has to be. It is for me. Yeah, I love being out there and, and especially in a kayak, you get to, yes. uh, you get to be in a part of, of the habitat and a part of nature instead of, you know. All the things we love. Instead Absolutely. of blowing and by And I it love them just boat. as much as you do. Um, yes. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in a bass boat, but, no. um, but being in a kayak, I, it's just, um, well, nobody's watching. You're free to feel and believe and do. And I mean, as you please, you're right there. It's just you and God and the animals <laughs> and it's great. Absolutely. I mean, there's no judging. There's no nothing. There's just, this is my, this is my happy place. And I, I feel like every one of us that have experienced what nature is and what it's like out there. You, every one of us are going to attest that this is God. This is how it looks. This is how it looks. This is how it works. Um, and, and for me, I mean, you know, I feel like I am. I feel like I'm, a, I'm my best right there. I feel like that that is, is who I'm meant to be. Um, and if I can, you know, get my faith in, uh, while I'm out there, I mean, why the heck not? And, and I tell you, there, you, you, you don't have to think about it long. I mean, once you're out there, you realize it's magical out there. And there'll be days when the entire, your entire body is a hue, a different color, or you're surrounded in the elements of, of rain or even in fog. And it's just, it's magical. It really is. Yeah, for sure. And then there are the times where you're just, you know, completely humbled in the middle of a thunderstorm where, it's just kind of like, um, Oh, I've been caught know, in a thunderstorm or two. <laughs> God just kind of shows his power and is like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you feel so yes. small 
and so tiny. I, I've been praying to God, Cam, and asking him to please let me see my children one last time. <laughs> I've gotten myself in a few pickles. Um, so um, uh, those are the days. I mean, I need God always, but those are the days where I was crying his name. <laughs> please help me. Oh, you know, man. Those days where so. you're thinking, you know, God, I don't, I don't know when it was that you put the idea of scupper holes into somebody's head, but thank you so much. <laughs> thank you right. so much. <laughs> that's right. Oh man. I was, that was the time I, I'm talking about or referring to was, uh, it was a KBF deal, but it was, a, it was a Kentucky Lake. Oh man. And that place gets gnarly when it gets windy. Okay. Let's just say Jen had a set inside Jackson kayak and it was not a good idea. Oh. <laughs> um, we got caught up. I mean, Dustin saved my life. He did. He, he had actually, uh, one of the, one of our buddies was like, man, you can't go all the way to that kayak bass fishing national championship without, without a, uh, a pedal drive kayak. I'll let you borrow ours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, we took our regular kayaks, but we took this giant native and it wasn't no slim dig. It was a giant one. Okay. I think it was the Titan, but, we borrowed it, and I am so thankful my husband had that because between that and what was it that he towed me with, it was a really skinny piece of, like, shoestring rope. <laughs> <laughs> but I lived, and I was soaking wet, and I was so upset, and I was so scared. I just wanted to see my kids, and I just I wanted to go home. <laughs> but I shook it off, and it's like horseback riding. You get your butt back in there, and you get going, or you'll get scared. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah. I um, I've only been caught in a thunderstorm once, and I was. Well, let's knock on wood, Cam, because we get out there, <laughs> and it's hard to get back in time. I know it, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, but I was, uh, I was. It was the first time I'd fished an online tournament, and I was. Mm -hmm. um, I was back in the in the creeks of of one of the lakes here, and they okay. had called for rain that day, and they had called for thunderstorms that night, and I had been <sighs> caught in some pretty heavy rain earlier, and I had just gotten dried out. Right. Um, and I was like, "Well, it's time to head back to the ramp. They're getting ready to close soon." So I started heading towards the uh, the lake, like the main lake. And a wall of water was coming towards me from the, no, the main lake. No, Cam, no. And I was like, oh, That's no. not a funny laugh. That's a nervous laugh. That's so, scary. So I had That's to, what to lay us. down all of my all of my rods and just kind of bite bite the bite the bullet and just paddle. And it was um, it's one of the only times I've I've ever been in a in a thunderstorm where the lightning and the thunder happened at the same time. There was no, Oh my goodness. There was no oh, pause I about in between my them. pants. When I heard that noise, uh, -uh. yeah, it was It took one time. That was crazy. I, well, I pay attention to all those clouds now. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. I do. Um, so those are the, those are some of the memories that scare us. Um, one of the questions I always ask all of my guests, uh, what fishing story or memory means the most to you? Mm. Goodness, you know what? I have to go with, we, we all went, um, I have to go with fishing with my dad, um, my husband, um, my brother. Uh, we all went down and, uh, I think we went, it was at the Galveston, it was Galveston, Texas. We, we spent two weeks for a vacation down there on, and 
we took some, we took a fishing trip out into the Gulf of Mexico and caught red snapper. Um, I have never seen my dad so happy and my brother and all of us. And we all hooked up like on some major snapper. I mean, our crew was epic. I really wished I could remember the name. I, I know they're still down there. I wish I could go back and fish with them again. I've, I've learned so much. That was a long time ago. I would love to try that again. <laughs> um, but you know what? Uh, we all went together. Um, I remember my dad and husband and brother, they were all sharing a beer. Everybody else got sick. I didn't get sick. I was thankful. My, all of us, none of us got sick. We all, we were all, my, my stepmom was there. We were all, we all dropped down. I even caught a rare, uh, red snapper, um, I caught the biggest red snap. Like it was a trip of my lifetime. There were other people on it. And then we went and ate the tacos. We went oh, and some man. girl cut them up and we had fresh tacos right afterwards. And then we brought all that meat back home to, to Nebraska. Heck yes. That, that was a good awesome. time. Oh yeah. I would do that again in a heartbeat. I mean, if I was go back further and I was a little girl, oh man, you know, my uncles, they, they, they really did. They not only, they, they cut up everything I brought them. Like, they were cool as heck. Like, <laughs> if I caught some bluegill, they're like, shortcake, we're eating these tonight. Let's go fillet these. And they cut them right up for me. Um, I'd had, I'd go on to another cool, cool little thing. Um, a gentleman, he was, his, his name is, um, Kenneth. And we would meet him fishing some of these kayak bass fishing, um, or kayakapalooza, actually. His name's Kenneth McVeigh. Anyway, this man literally would take my kids, let them catch their limit of crappie and invite us and then cook it all. And we'd eat it at his camper. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm game for whoever wants to share their knowledge. I'm not really good at the last time we tried to fillet fish, Drake and Dalen cried about it. (laughs) 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 I've raised my kids fishing. And so they were like their pets, uh, so they weren't really hip about, you know, having to kill them and then eat them. And they just were like, nah, no thanks. I hear you. <laughs> uh, I don't really eat much. I feel like we put it, I catch so many, like it's the last thing I want to put in my mouth. But Kenneth McVeigh makes the best bluefish fillets or bluegill fillets ever. Like he is the master chef of fish. Awesome. That's yeah. my story. I'll stick to it. I don't keep many, uh, just because I don't like to clean fish. My wife doesn't like to eat fish, so it's not really all yeah, that worth it. But there, you're never going to get any. Just, just um, go to the local. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're eating fish sticks, Kim. <laughs> but um, but I do um, I I do every I now like and it. then. Um, yeah, I like it. I just yeah, don't want to. I feel like it. I don't know. You and I catch so many fish, or I mean. I maybe you catch more than I do. You're in a better place than I am, but I feel like it's the last thing I want to stick in my mouth. I'm not really sure why. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like all smells and tastes the same to me, but I'm not from the. A lot of the places here, I can't. I can't keep anything from. They're not safe to eat. So. Uh, Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we are going to uh, to jump into the last segment, which is it's called What's Your Favorite? It's self-explanatory. I'm going to ask you your favorite in a few categories. We do this with all of our guests, and it's a lot of fun. So okay. um, to get it started off, what is your favorite scripture? Ooh, goodness. You know what? As a small child, um, I had to learn... Um, Psalms 23 to get my Bible. 
And so I'm going to have to go with that because it was uh, when I got my first, I mean, I actually got a reward for memorizing that long scripture. <laughs> um, so that's, that's good. I'm going to have to stick with because that's, that's how, that's how I got my Bible. Absolutely. And what about a particular? I, mean, I like that fisherman of men's John three sixteen is good. I've kind of, I've kind of, I don't know. I feel like that's, that's the, that's the way I feel like that's where I need to put my effort seems like this sure swift way to you know practice out there with nature and and the good lord for sure what about a particular story from the bible is there one of those that's your favorite Hmm. Hmm. man there's so many I might have to I might have to come back to that. Okay. Absolutely. You just stop me whenever you uh whenever you think of one. So many um, to choose from. Uh so let's let's go to the next one. What's your favorite fish to catch? Ooh. That's a good one. Mm. Gosh, I always wanna I always wanna say largemouth, but my goodness, the smartmouth bite like Crazy. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you have a good smallmouth fishery around you, but holy heck. I they just fight. Like a small, uh, like let's say like a two-pound smallmouth, they fight easily fight like a, a five-pound bass. Easily. For sure. That's what I, I mean, I'm, I'm open to fishing other species, too. Like I want I want some redfish. I mean, let me get over there to North Carolina and fish some redfish. For sure. Heck, yeah. I mean, I'm a bass fisherman at heart. Okay. I mean, that's so, probably my fave. All right. So what's your favorite to fish for then? Ooh. I don't know if I was talking about right right now, we should be fishing for crappie right now. And it's just, there's no safe ice. I like to, I like to jig for crappie. That's a good time too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if the fish aren't biting, I mean... I'm not a real big cat fisherman. I feel like the wait waiting game is kind of lame for me. I like I need to be moving <laughs> around, <laughs> but I do it. We we do do a fish a cat fish tournament in the month of we were doing it in catfish month, and oh my goodness, like you catch huge ones with with live bluegill. Okay, they're huge. Absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. The the fun thing about catfish to me is that. They're negatively buoyant. So like right. a lot of fish, whenever they die, you know, they float. So whenever they're sure. not swimming, you know, they don't feel like anything on your line. You can pull them right up. When a catfish right. stops swimming, it sinks. So whenever, oh. uh, so they have that extra weight to them uh, to oh, make them yeah. feel like their their fight is even stronger because they, you're actually fighting gravity along with the fish. So um, that's one of the the fun things about, about catfish, but, um, yeah. But yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite fish to eat? Ooh, gosh, man. I don't think I've ever had any fish that tasted better than that red snapper. Not yet. <laughs> we had some that. swordfish. We had some swordfish. I thought that was okay. Um, like its texture was more, uh, thicker, like flakier. 
I don't know how to explain it. More like a steak. Chickeny. I don't know. That's right. kind of weird. Um, but, but, but flaky. I don't know. Um, that old Kenneth McVeigh that I told you about, he would tell you that a freshwater drum cooked right and dipped in butter is freshwater lobster. That's what he would tell me. Okay. So you maybe you have to try that. You, but you got to find a place where you can catch some drum, some dim drum. Right, right. Not saltwater drum, but freshwater. All right. So what's your favorite fish and snack? A snack. Oh, man. I take snacks all the time. The bad thing is I eat them before I get, um, I don't even, I can't wait. <laughs> I eat it before I get there. Um, favorite fishing snack. We're, we're big on beef jerky. We take beef jerky. We take, what else do we take? Uh, man, I was eating a bunch of sunflower seeds and that wasn't good for me. So I stopped <laughs> eating those. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally a fisherman, but just like you. I mean, if I'm not taking, I've been trying to take better snacks, like, you know, some that are a little bit better for you. So sometimes we'll do like granola bars. We take a whole cooler, especially when we're out, out there for hours. So we make sandwiches. Heck yeah. That's awesome. We just take the whole cooler. Yeah. Have you tried any of those ready meals? My buddy likes that, but I think it's like loaded full of salt. I so, have not. I, I, um, I'm, I want to take that because I want something hot. I don't always want sandwiches. <laughs> I'm horrible about stopping to eat whenever I'm on the water. So, um, well, mostly, yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, the fishing's good. Nobody's eating. <laughs> it's not that you better have snacks. So, for sure. So, I want to ask. We're for... definitely we're going to come that way. I, I eventually will be your direction, and when we do, we'll we'll have to meet up with you and your wife, or get some of us fishermen back together so we can go fishing again. I really hope one day we settle down close to North Carolina is always where I wanted to go. I don't, I couldn't believe that when, when you said it was North Carolina, I love that area. I've, I've always, I had a friend that was from the area and he would, he would fish some tournaments and he would show me, um, he's now a carp fisherman, but, um, he would show me all these places and I would look at all these maps and see all the beautiful areas there. And I was just like, Oh man. And then my other buddy lives there. Our friends live there. I'm like, we've got to go that direction. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just. We got to wait for our kids to graduate and all the good stuff. But one day we'll come up there and fish with you, Cam. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just east of right smack dab in the middle of North Carolina. So. Um... Dude, that's the best state. That's where I want to be. That way you get some snow. Because wait, I don't understand. You don't really sound like you're from the area. So you kind of have, were you born and raised there? Um, I was born and raised in North Carolina. Um, so I, uh, lived just, uh, south of Charlotte, um, for, for a while and then moved to the Eastern part of the state, um, in high school. Uh And most of my life I lived there. Um, so down, uh, about. You don't really have that really strong North Carolina draw. So I was, <laughs> I was curious. Well, All my other I, friends, um, they sound like they, they do. They have a, they have a really big accent. So I was thought you were teasing me when you said you were from North Carolina. <laughs> no, I, I can let it loose. Um, my dad is from the, uh, the mountains of North Carolina. It sounds like Carolina it just works my, that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, I've heard some funny words and, and, some funny pronunciations and I've giggled so hard laughing about these words. 
Oh, but it's definitely, you guys, and the food's better. No lie. I'm coming. I don't know. <laughs> we have a lot of corn and good beef here, but there's For some sure. good food, good food sure. in the South. Yeah, I was just on the um, the Bass and Brews podcast. Um, oh, nice! Uh, I don't remember if it was last week or week before, but um, I think it was last week. But um, right. I, I was up there with uh, Paul Roberts, and um, he is he's got one of those thick Carolina accents. He was he was uh, raised down in oh, uh, South Carolina. I, I can't help um, it; it's so but funny my, for um, me. My accent showed in that one. It, oh, it came I'm out. Go listen to that just so I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I won't ask for se- uh, secret spots, GPS coordinates, or anything like that. But what's your body of water? What's your favorite body of water to fish? I ain't giving it to you. You're out. You're just fresh out of luck, Cam. No. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, gosh, dang. Locally, uh, we fish a lot of spots, but our but our spots are dried up right now. It's the late. It's the it's the lowest I've ever seen. Sadly. I, I don't believe we'll be able to fish the spring here. I mean, unless some f- major flooding takes place, we are out of luck for our local area. So wow. our best bet is to, um, so it's about eight miles to my local lake. And then um, another one, what's that? Probably another 15 miles to my home lake. So where I would have grown up where my uncles were at, but it's equally low. Like we are in a drought here in Nebraska. California is really pretty bad too. Um, I just know that because I work for, excuse me, Wild West Bass Trail and their lakes are just, there's nothing left. Wow. Um, so hopefully we can, we can get some moisture and get these honey holes because I'm telling you, it, it just doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we thought maybe we would go and fish. Um, but the good news is, I mean, there is water elsewhere. I mean, but you're going to have to travel, you know, right? and we're going to have to, you know, make sure that we get on the ball here and, and try to get our tournament season kind of all etched out because it actually starts for us. KBF saying they start right now, but for us, it are, are, we're frozen. So we don't even have ice out. It's not even till March. So I have some time. I could fish some ice tournaments. I could do some stuff like that, but that's not really going to gain me, uh, you know, where I'm headed. So I might check out some different trails, go south. Maybe Kansas has some good stuff. I don't know. And we may make more vacationing type stuff or, you know, I would love to stay in North Carolina for a few days, hang out with all the people there. Uh, we have tons of friends there. And I guess, well, Barry, Barry's what he's in, he's in West Virginia, I think, or Virginia or South Carolina. Crap. All the stuff so close together. I mean, you could see everybody. Timmy Dixon's down there. Heck yeah. Absolutely. So that'd be the way. What about your uh, what about your favorite lure to throw? Ooh, yeah, I've been I've been checking that. Uh, I I feel like the the jackhammer is doing it for me. So I, I know that. it's seventeen bucks, but it it, it, it fishes a, a, the regular chatterbait does not get me near as many bites. I'm sorry. I, I it's got to be it's got to be the jackhammer. I wasn't a believer it, until I tried it. I know, and. For all you cat fishermen out there, they freaking love it. Yes, they do. They love it. And I don't know why I can be fishing. I Any fish loves it. I can be fishing, and I dang, you better believe, I can catch crappie, bluegill, <laughs> bass, white bass, wiper, pike, all in the same lure. So just don't even change your lure. Just use the, <laughs> uh, this, this. This is brought to you by Jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like that. I'm a big spinnerbait girl. I love a buzzbait. I'm a buzzbait girl too. 
but awesome. I'm a finesse. I'm a finesse fisherman. I, I really am. Um, I, I, w- I don't mind throwing, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw flukes, sinkos, Texas rigs, frogs. Oh, I love a frog bite. Holy cow. I've been invited to go to California during their frog bite. I'm, I may just go and do that. Go down there on the California Delta. Boom. Heck yeah. Okay. So your oh, answer to your favorite. You I'm crazy. <laughs> so your answer to your favorite lure to throw is yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> awesome. And uh, what about your favorite time of year to fish? Ooh, golly. That's not fair. I mean, I can't decide if it's spring or fall. I mean, I really love a good fall bite, but the bugs are atrocious. Oh, geez. Probably fall. That's when the big old hogs come out to play. I don't freeze. You know, I can throw everything at the kitchen sink and they're still going to bite. Heck yeah. Let's say fall. Awesome. Well, we are going to start wrapping things up. Um, Sounds good. What do you have coming up for you? Lots. Um, so we'll do the KBF monthly. Uh, we've already qualified for 2022. Um, so we might try some different things. I don't know if we're going to go to Colorado and see about that. Because remember, I'm over here in the southwest corner of Nebraska. So I can be in Kansas or Colorado. Now, it's going to cost me more. But I don't know. You get to meet some more people. Or I may fish with Nebraska. It's just that the Nebraska trails are farther east. It take me about four hours to drive there. So I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. Awesome. Still may qualify, try to qualify for a Bassmaster event. So I know we're going to, I know we'll for sure go to um, ICAST again. And I know Bonafide is trying to put together a um, our tournament for all of uh, the regional team leaders. And I'm a regional team leader for Bonafide and Yak Attack. So we've got some tournaments coming up and hopefully I can, you know, at least place up there and my goal is to do better than I did last year. That's it. And 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 typically I just want to beat Dustin. Dustin's a dang good angler and he's hard to beat. So <laughs> awesome. And, and, and when I beat him, you you will know because I'll be jumping up and down and hooting and hollering and he will not be. <laughs> awesome. So, so uh, I'm going to give you an open floor uh, for sponsors, uh, supporters, thank yous, shout outs, all that good stuff. We are sponsored by Bonafide and Yak Attack. We're also sponsored by Wicked Weights. We have uh, Filthy Anglers. Jim is a badass. Um, then we have uh, Line Cutters, I think. And it's too bad you're not going. Um, it's too bad you're not going because I think they're actually going to be, Line Cutters is going to be at your North Carolina show the, or they whatever are. you called it. They are. I heard they were going. So, I mean, maybe they'll do a ton of lives and you can hop on there for sure. Cause they, 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 I heard they were going to be there. And then we're angler. We're, um, we're part of the angler and that's the, uh, um, GPS tracking for all your tournaments. Um, I love we're angler. angler. I don't, we we're called angler professionals. Uh, it's, that's the button where you, um, push it, the one that goes on your hat. Yeah. I love angler yeah. um, um, because so, I, I used, I used to journal everything and now I don't have to hand write it or hand draw yes. the lake and all that good stuff. Temperature, so. 
barometric pressure. It's all in there. Heck yeah. You can add all your stuff. We love that. Um, let me see. Who else is our sponsor? We've done a lot of work with Rock and Rail Custom Lures. He's kind of a flight. He, he does all of our custom lure making. Um, oh, let's see. I'm trying to think of my forgetting somebody. I'm sure I am. I always do. Um, but of course we'll, we'll try to, I'm not sure, uh, when we'll get bass fishing dads up, up and going probably later this month. I've got a lot of work to do. I've got to make some changes, but it might be interesting to see who we add on there or how we go about it. Um, I think it'll be fun. I'll keep it the same way. We'll still have the cool guests. I'm the one that got the guests anyway. Right. So <laughs> I will, I will get some more cool guests and hopefully I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that it, it got you. You know, that somewhere along the lines, you saw something that that really got you to do what you're doing now. And look how many people are listening and look how many people you're going to help. Um, even if you just, you know, it's it's definitely not a coincidence. So good job. For, for sure. So well. For sure. Well, thank you. Um, you bet. And uh, what about social media, website, all of that good stuff? How oh, do we sure. find you? Let's do. Uh, see I'm Kayak for Life. Yeah, I'm Kayak for Life. Jenny is. That's. Um, it's hard to find me. I've changed it. I, I, I have several, um, I have kayak for life, Jen Muse on Instagram. Um, I believe it's the same on TikTok. And then I have, uh, Jennifer Muse on Facebook and I still have my Twitter account and that's yak for life. So there's a, there's a lot. If you can, if you can find me under Jen Muse, uh, J-E-N-M-U-E-S or Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-M-U-E-S. You'll find me. Awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it has been a blast. Thanks for having me, Sam. And, uh, yeah, I do too. Wish you all the best. Hey, same to you. Thanks for having me. Atollis, based out of Charleston, South Carolina, is an eyewear accessory and gear company focused on enhancing your time on the water. Their floating sunglass retainers are the most technically advanced around. Over five years of engineering, testing, and exhaustive feedback from paddlers, anglers, and watermen have resulted in a patented design in a class of its own. They're incredibly light and comfortable, built for durability, sport a sleek, minimal design, float virtually all brands and models of sunglasses, and they're back for life. So if you break them, Atollis will replace them, no questions asked. Whether you're fishing, kayaking, or boating, Atollis will save your shades from the dream. Head on over to atollas.co to check out their gear and use promo code FAITHINFISH15. That's FAITH, the letter N, FISH, the number 1, 5, at checkout to save 15% on your order. Another big thank you to Jen for coming on the show. It was a blast, and I appreciate you opening up with us. If you want to follow Jen's adventures, there will be links in the show notes to her social media as well as Bass Fishing Dad's links, uh, Carolina Waters, Yak Attack, and a link labeled All Things Faith and Fishing. Uh, that will have all of our social media, where to listen to the podcast, our website, merch store, Summer DeSalvo Photography, and sponsor links, including the Quail Ridge Books What You're Reading link. And now it's going to have the discount codes for Atollis, Jage Jigs, Mr. B Lure Company, and Save Your Outdoors listed on their links to make it even easier for you. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Y'all take care and God bless.
Thank you for listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Faith and Fishing is produced and hosted by me, Cam Steele, and is sponsored by Jade's Jigs, Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle, Savior Outdoors, Atolas, and Mr. B Lure Company. Be sure to give us a rating and a review and to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode. Y'all take care and God bless.